0: Girl, be Maria listening to Living Single the podcast. Happy, I don't know what is this. Um, time, the time has changed, so happy. Um, <laughs> skip forward, I think we skipped forward, did we or did we lose an hour? So we went backwards, yeah. I think we lost an hour. I don't know, however, it goes. Happy, happy that. Um, it's Tuesday, we voted here in Mississippi. Um, so which is crazy. Um, the presidential election, all those big ticket elections were up today. Um, I only had three different elections on mine. Um, but anyway, I hope everyone exercises their right to vote. I know that there, there is some conversation that our vote doesn't count. Um, and I just like to, to go and exercise. It's my right, you know what I mean? So I want to exercise my right if I have it, you know? Um, I think that you know you hear it all this hind how people have died and all this to give us a right. So I just want to honor those persons. I'm drinking some wine, but today um, it's not about really voting, although today is about voting. Um, this podcast is about something a little deeper than voting. Um. But before I get you, me, let me read you what this guy wrote. That I'm not going to say his name because um, his post was not public. But to paraphrase, he said he exercised his right to vote today. Although he has little to no confidence that his vote made a difference. He said, I found it most interesting how the black community acquiesced to status quo as if there was ever a question in the first place. Altogether, I'm learning that a lot of my people, black people, would rather be safe than to be bold, rather be sheep than shepherds, and would instead unearth the past than to plant seeds for the future. This is what gives me little to no hope. My black boat was already sold down the river long before the polls opened today. And I just said, Jesus Christ. Ain't that deep? The black boat was sold down the river. Long before the polls opened today. By the leaders of our party. Crazy, crazy business. That was so deep for me. I was like, wow, I felt every word. Man, why do we just so easily give in to stuff instead of fighting for it? It's like something new. I don't understand it. I I really don't get it. I don't know where I get this warrior spirit from that I have to like, listen, listen. I don't have to be status quo. Like, I don't have to do what everyone is doing. I don't have to be where everyone is. Like, I don't really know where that comes from, but there is a warrior spirit inside of me. But what I want to talk about today, hashtag girl dad, you know, um, moment of silence for Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gigi. And also the moment of silence was for the other victims in the helicopter as well. I don't want to just say their lives were more important than those other persons. Um, But I will say that the hashtag derived from um, Kobe um, and the type of father he was to his family, particularly to Gigi and how close they were. And I think Kobe had all girls as well. And when I saw that post going around y'all, I didn't want to make this podcast around the same time that Kobe had just died. They were doing the, um, you know, the different, the funeral. They were doing um, the other thing they did on February 24th. I just didn't, I didn't want to really, you know, um, kind of try and take the spotlight from that um, by doing that podcast around that time. So I wanted to kind of wait. But when Girl Dad posted, I was like, wow. And I saw so many different girls, you know, posting um, on behalf of their own fathers and saying, you know, what all had happened, what all he had did for them, and you know, they were just honoring their father. And I delve deeper into who Kobe was as a dad, and I'm just like, wow, this man was dedicated. He was so dedicated. He made me want to be a better dad. I know my mom. Um. But it was amazing. But at the same time, I felt a sense of emptiness. I'm just going to be honest with you. It took me back to when I was probably about 11, maybe. it could have been a little younger. I'd say between 9 and 11. And I remember my cousin, um, who's my dad's cousin, so he's like a way older than me. But And he really could be an uncle based on his age, but he's my cousin and he had about us about seven children at the time that I knew of, and I would go to my dad's side of the family on the weekend and hang with my aunts, my great aunts, and my cousins uh, my dad lived in Texas somewhere with his other family, and so it was never about him; it was just more so I guess about hanging with the children or what have you, but anyway. Between the ages of 9 and 11, I would hang out with my cousins and their dad um, would come and he would like, I would, he had the station wagon and he would go around and he would pick up each child because everybody, almost everybody had a different mom and he would pick up each child in the station wagon and he just would take the children, including me, you know, to his house, you know, his, his wife would cook and it just would be like a big deal. Um, But it it happened so often when he just got all of his kids at one time. And y'all, I was jealous. Like, I preferred him not to come around. Like, I preferred my cousin, my one cousin and I to hang out. And, you know, I don't know, because it just brought ill feelings up for me to see him be that. And I didn't have that. You know what I mean? So as a child, I was just jealous. And I was like, I don't know, I remember feeling these weird feelings that wasn't good, that weren't good. Um, But he was a good dad. He still is a good dad. And so, when the girl dad hashtag went viral, the feelings that I had between the ages of 9 and 11 watching my cousin pick up all of his kids in the station wagon, those feelings came back as a 32-year-old woman today. And I was like, I don't, I don't get to do that. I don't know what that means, you know what I mean, to be a girl dad. And, you know, I go back to psychology, talking about nature versus nurture, and I'm trying to figure out if the feelings that I have and, you know, the the experience or the lack thereof that I had, I'm trying to figure out if that has anything to do at all with relationships that I have with men. What I do believe is that for the most part, for people, I think that the thing that you lacked the most, if you want to know what a person needs the most, see what it is that they so easily give out. I'll say that again. If you want to know what a person needs the most, see what it is that they so easily give out. What do I mean by that? For me, what I want the most is loyalty what I easily give out is loyalty. It's like brushing my teeth in the morning to be loyal to someone. Like it's the easiest thing in the world for me to be. I'm talking about even to strangers. Like, it, I mean, I can meet somebody and we not even be friends. I we wouldn't we even have each other's phone number. And I may, you may tell me something about yourself or what have you. And I have, I have this sort of respect for you to where, you know, I'm trying to be loyal to you. I'll give you an example. This is very petty. But I remember, like, connecting with this person over social media. We never exchanged phone numbers, but we always kind of kept, you know, kept in contact with each other. And so, you know, some things she she shared with me, you know, I feel some kind of way by liking the post of a person who she may not get along with. Like, that's the kind of, that's how extreme I go, to, you know, in terms of loyalty. But I so easily give it out because I want it back so badly, right? And you know, I dig deeper and I wonder, I say, Hey, you know, if you're good enough, if you're loyal enough, people will stay. And for the most part, I don't, I don't think that I ever had daddy issues. And until I got older I'm steadily like reading stuff and thinking about, I'm like, Hey, that, does that mean that I had those issues? And like I just never titled them that, like what is going on? But for me, you know, being thirty two years old and feeling those feelings as a nine year old, the feelings as I felt as a nine year old kind of confirmed for me that hey, you really do have some daddy issues. Now, granted I was I'm happy for those people who had that experience um with their dad, but I just can't relate. And, you know, <laughs> I I really just can't relate. I really can't comfortably and easily depend on someone of the opposite sex to come through for me and I don't think I even give people an opportunity to like for me to depend on them um it's like I'm always holding if you tell me something I'm always holding my breath for you to renege you know what I mean for you to let me down in some kind of way and I, and I wonder if that is related to you know issues I had as a child and so that goes back to nature versus nurture. And, you know, even as a child um, who is on a bottle, when you cry, you expect that someone will come and do something to make you stop crying, whether that be change your diaper or that be get milk. And and you, once you cry, it's like you're conditioned to cry, then you'll get fed. So now you know that if I cry, I'll get fed. If I cry, I'll get my diaper changed. It's like a condition, right? And so, Not only are you cared for in your environment, nature-wise, but you're also nurtured, you know what I mean? And so, if as a child, if I don't see someone who looks like a male figure coming to my aid when I need something, then as an adult, I'm not conditioned to lean on somebody who looks like that. But I lean so heavily on my female friends. Like so heavily on them emotionally, mentally, I've done it financially um, when I was in school, and it's so easy for me to do. And as I'm talking, I'm realizing, wow. <laughs> Even as I'm talking, I'm, I'm starting to like unravel some things and, and be like, wow. It it makes sense now. It makes sense now. You know, you can you always second guess if a man tells you. Hey, you know, I'll get you this, this, that, and the other. I will go get it myself just in case you don't get it. And i just have two of them if you do come through. But if you don't, then hey, I knew you were going to come through anyway. You know what I mean? And I don't do that with my girlfriends. And so I go back again to being conditioned, right? So nature is basically what's in your genes, how you were born. You know, maybe in your genes you were meant to be tall. But then nurture, you weren't nurture. You weren't giving the vitamins and the food and you were malnourished. And so that may have stunted your growth. Same thing. You know what I mean? There's some things that you should have gotten through nature, but was stunted, stunted because of how you were nurtured. And I think that I probably should have gotten um, a relationship with the male figure, with the father figure. And, but because by nature I should have gotten that, but because that was never nurtured, you know, the the growth was stunning emotionally, mentally, and physically for me, that I'm not able to really see the benefit or really allow myself to depend on the male figure, and that is crazy heavy, that's crazy heavy, um, But I I don't think I'm one of those people who are, like, so super independent that I don't need need a man. Like, I don't believe that I don't need a man. I'm just saying that it'll probably take a work for me to just fully depend on one. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. But so when I saw the girl dad thing, I was like, wow. And then especially when the girls started posting on behalf of their dads. You know, it was cute when the dads were, were posting their daughters and they were like, girl dad. But then when daughters started posting on behalf of their dad, I was like, wow, no, I'm not going to go there. I don't even have a picture with him at all. Like, I, I, mm-mm. you know, <laughs> I just don't. And then, you know, and it, it really, I feel, I don't know. Sometimes I, I think I condemn myself because I just don't give in and say, hey, just accept it for what it is, it's hard, it's so hard, it's so hard, and I've tried, I feel like I got to a point where I just was like, okay, this this is what it is, I think I was about 25, and then something else happened, it was like, no, like, that's it, like, I'm, I, you know how long it took me to get to this point, now you're just gonna go and, you know, oh, it was just the worst, it was the worst, and so, I'm no longer there anymore, and I just think that, we, as children and even as you know adults, I don't think that we have to place ourselves in situations that that are toxic to our emotions um It just takes so much out of me to even have a conversation because I never know where the conversation is gonna go, and most times it goes ninety nine percent of the time it's negative, and it's just hard to released once it becomes once it gets on you it's just really heavy um but then I also have a best friend who lost her dad and and I know that in her mind she would probably she wish her dad was here and and all that but he was a good dad he was somebody to be proud of so you know you just really can't compare the two I feel like um but yeah so that's my spiel <laughs> on girl dad and <clears throat> the feelings it brought up for me um, and I do think it comes a lot from the nurture part of being a child and you learn who to trust and, and who not to trust, you know, even if you, and I mean, it's, and it's unintentional. Like my mom never said anything bad about him. She never condemned him in any way. She only spoke positive of him. So it wasn't that it was ingrained in my head by another adult. It's like over time, this is like what happened. Um, and so I think as adults, we just have to be careful how we parent because, I mean, the children just grow up to be affected by it, whether you think so or not. You know, and oftentimes people see me and they're like, oh, were you, you turned out well, blah, 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 you didn't need, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I turned out well, I guess by society's standards, but no, I'm not all well. Like I'm, I was affected by that. You know what I mean by the absence. Um, but women are amazing, you know? though they, they they really are. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I don't know how you' on the subject, but pregnancy was one of the things, and it was like, wow, women literally create people. Like not only do we create people, but like we feed them. Like literally. You don't have to go to the store to go and buy nutrients for your child. Once they come out of your body, you can then put that child on your breast and feed that child. I mean, especially if the child is like a premier or something like you can literally feed them back to health with your own body secretion. That is crazy. Women are super, super powerful. And I think a lot of times we often give that power up so easily. Like we literally create humans, carry them around cook humans and then turn around and feed them. That is crazy business. And I think that um, we take that for granted sometimes that, that our power, our true power lies because um, there would be no men without us because they were born from us. But anyway, um, and so I guess that leads into women's month. Um, just talking about the power of women. And even as a, a mom, a single mom, <clears throat> and a single woman, I just want to give a shout out to all those moms out there who are like holding it down. <laughs> One of my friends had posted a meme about what, what's the number to the village that everybody say it takes a village to raise a child. What's the number? Because, you know what I mean? It was just so funny to me because I'm like, where is the number? You know what I mean? Not to those people who have someone to help them, but like the rest of us out here, you know, Um like, even today, you know, it's spring break for the kids. And luckily, um, he had a play day today. And so, I literally cleaned the baseboards and ran errands, got clothes out of the cleaners, and got my shoes prepared, repaired, and went grocery shopping, and cooked, and bathed them. And now I'm trying to do a podcast episode. It's just so much. um, But we make it happen, because I still got to go to work tomorrow, and he's going to work with me. Um, but, yeah, we... We make it happen. Women really really make it happen. So shout out to the women out there. Um, shout out to the girl dads, even though I feel away. <laughs> shout out to the girl dads. You're super blessed. Super, super blessed. And maybe one day, um, I'll get to the point where I can hashtag girl dad and it be sincere. And that I really, really feel it in my heart. And until then. You're listening to Living Single, the podcast. Peace.